Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Welcome to the Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Patty Rose. My guest today from Healthcare for All is Lou Sinegar. Lou, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Pleasant to be here. Yeah, so I met you at the Black Cultural Celebration at Alton Baker Park, and I saw your booth, and I knew that I was going to do everything I could to get you on the podcast or get someone from uh, the group that you've been working with on the podcast. I have been extremely vocal about my support for Universal Healthcare, also known as Healthcare for All. Oregon, it's one of my core issues, probably second only to maybe climate change and then getting money out of politics. Uh, so a step towards healthcare for all is on the ballot in Oregon. And I wanted to have you on to discuss what that looks like for the voters. So first of all, we're going to talk about ballot measure 111. I'm going to read what it is and what it says on the ballot. So it amends the constitution. The state must assure affordable healthcare access balanced against requirements to fund schools and other essential services. Actually, no. A yes vote supports the amending the, co- the state constitution to require that the state ensure that every resident of Oregon has access to cost-effective, clinically appropriate, and affordable health care as a fundamental right. So in your words, what does a yes vote do for Oregonians? This is ballot measure 111. Well, uh, well, Patty, what, what people have to realize is that uh, the legislators want to find out how important health care is to people. And so they passed this It's a joint Senate joint resolution 12 to place this before the voters. Is it our concern, our value, our principle that we want for our state and our citizens in the state, the people living here, all residents, is it our value to make sure that everybody has access to health care? That's what they want to know. And a yes vote will tell the legislators uh, that we totally support it and will allow them to go ahead then and uh, and uh, go forward with a plan on, well, how do we do this? You know, I've been very vocal. I mean, I've done a lot of episodes about uh, Medicare for all, healthcare for all. There's been different ways to, to word it and to look at the plans. Uh, I was reading, but you know, doing research for this episode about the task force that was put in place by the Oregon legislators that they're starting behind the scenes to prepare that if this does pass and the voters, like you're saying, tell the legislators that they want to go forward with with plans on on how uh, health care for all can become a thing. You know, there's a task force that's working behind the scenes that's working on how they would implement that. This is more this is not. I want to be clear. I mean, this is really important that we support this this ballot measure, but this is not 
after this is, uh, you know, if we vote yes and this passes, this is not going to mean that you then everyone has health care. Let's repeat. Let's let's cover this. You know, I want to really drill this home. This is just like you said. This is telling the legislators that that's the you know what the people want and the direction that they want to see the state moving. That's correct. That's right. Okay. That's right. You know, we, we go ahead. We we all know. Uh, everybody knows that. Uh, you, you know, we have the of all the the uh, top nations in the world. You know, we have the we spend more and get the worst outcomes yeah. than any other nation. Right. You know, our our life expectancy fell from 79, that our average life expectancy from 79 to 76 in the last three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that is an average, and there's so many yeah. factors to that. And I've, I've been very vocal on my show about suicide prevention, and yeah. and that's a big part of it. And then healthcare needs, when, when I personally have, I can attest for this in my own personal life, that there's been many, many times, majority of times, where something has been an issue where I've been like, I just can't afford it. And that is a dangerous right. thing, you know, and uh, I'm a barber. And so I am an independent contractor with one employee myself, you know, you know, and uh, so I don't have health insurance uh, that, you know, and, and in the past I've made little enough money that I was able to be eligible for OHP, but that's not a, that's not a viable way to survive. You know, I mean, it's good. And I, I super support that program, but we want to expand that. Yes. You know, we want to expand that. Yes. So now, uh, there are many areas that healthcare costs can limit a family's financial flexibility, like I had just mentioned. The Oregon Food Bank, who strongly endorsed this measure, has laid out the connection to food insecurity created by healthcare costs for those living in poverty. What are some other equity issues that you see relating to overall healthcare costs? Well, not only, as you mentioned, you know, people do have health insurance, but they can't afford to use it. Right. You know, I mean, the statistics have come out, the pandemic really focused on the fact that uh, communities of color and, and rural communities are, are suffering more from the lack of health care than any other part of the, the uh, population. Uh, it, it's a shame. Yeah. I mean, 60% of the bankruptcies in Oregon are, are uh, due to health care issues. Right, right. And, you, you know... Yeah. So, so we have to do something and at least by voting for ballot measure 111 you know we we give the legislators the opportunity to figure this out and give us the health care that we deserve i mean it'll be the first step towards equity in in health care right the first step so now oregon you know, I think the number one issue in Oregon is probably houselessness. Uh, becoming a homeowner is becoming harder and harder for many folks to even imagine. One of the major barriers is medical debt, like you had just mentioned. Can you speak on what you've been hearing on the campaign trail from people living with insurmountable medical debt? Well, I mean, I, I can go to any meeting and say, uh, do you know anybody who takes less prescription medicines than they should just to save the money so they don't have to spend it. Do you know anybody like that? And people will raise their hand. You know, it, it's all over the place. I, I mean, it's an injustice to us. Absolutely. As, as you know, people. this is something that I've been very lucky. I mean, there's been programs and there's so many programs 
that they're so difficult to navigate. You know, I, I went to the emergency room one time with like, I, it ended up being a muscle strain in my stomach, but I was pretty worried about, you know, I was having a really sharp pain in my stomach. And this is when I was in my early twenties and I ended up applying through peace health or sacred heart. I don't know. It's been many years, but yeah. through bridge assistance, <laughs> bridge assistance, right? There's these programs that are put in place by hospitals where they kind of just write it off. And there's a certain amount that they can do that. And there's eligibility things and all this different stuff. And I applied for it. And then seven, eight, nine years later, I get called by collections and they're like, well, you still owe us for this bill. And I'm like, wait a minute. I was covered under this thing. And they're like, well, not this thing, not this one line. You know, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I was lucky. I was lucky. And I almost, I hate this, but I do chalk this up sometimes to privilege in the way. So I know that these same rules don't apply to everybody. And I was, the woman was like, you know what? You're, you're going to be okay. We're going to just, we'll just put this in the folder. And then after the statute of limitations expires, it'll disappear. And she did that for me, which was amazing. And I was very blessed for that. But that being said, that is a problem. That the, the amount of paperwork and the amount of, you know, it's just such an, an confusing thing. And then insurance, I was, I'm taking a new medication. And since in the beginning, you have to take a smaller dose and then it ups, the dose ups after a certain amount of time, after two weeks. Yeah. And so when they sent it over to, for, to, for my prescription to be filled, I go to the pharmacy. They're like, that's going to be $84. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have insurance. It should be, that should be covered. And they're like, yeah, but the insurance company only wants to cover for this dosage, not the bigger one. I'm like, well, that's what the doctor prescribed. It's the same medication. What, what is the problem? And there's these little ticky tack things that they want to do. Right. And so my thought process has always been, if we can get this more simple, I mean, I just want a simple program that's going to work for the, for more people, you know? And so it's, it's pretty difficult. Now, what are some of the other things that you're hearing from people while talking about this ballot measure? Um, Oh, well, in favor or against? Well, in favor, in favor on the campaign trail, what is a common thread that you keep hearing from people? Oh, I've been tabling, you know, and I'll just hold up um, like the sign in back of me. We have a bumper sticker. I'll just hold that up to people and say, what do you think of this idea? And they go, it's about time. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Everybody wants this. Yeah. The only ones that don't want it are the health insurance companies and the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And and you've done a lot of events. You've done a lot of events. This isn't a left or right issue. I know that the the Democrats are definitely, this is a, they're champions of this issue, but that being said, it's pretty universal but what are some of the opposition that you have heard um, coming from any, I mean, either the left or right? We, we don't have any, um, there's no organized opposition to it because I mean, everybody knows that we have to take a step forward, right? Yeah. Um, what one opposition was that, Oh, the state will get, I heard one person talk to me about it. Oh, the state will get sued. Right. And I'm going, well, it says right in the bill that that any suit uh, has to be be uh, can't interfere with other public schools and other public uh, safety issues or services. Right. And my comeback is: look, anybody can sue anybody for anything. You know that is not going to break the bank. Sure. Right? Well, and and we'll deal with that as it comes. I mean, not that you wouldn't be prepared, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of fears constantly from people 
But, you know, it's funny. It's like it's health insurance is such a joke that when there's a program that is being uh, proposed to eliminate it, they don't people don't want to trust it. You know, and they, I understand. And then and then this is something that is done in every country. I mean, we are we are falling so far behind on yeah. on, you know, I, I worry long term about. Well, not worry. I think that we have to evolve. We have to f- look forward. We have to think forward. So there's going to be preventative care. That's going to be something that we really need to, to lean into. Uh, and, and you know, James Barber, who is one of my sponsors for my podcast, he has yes. been extremely vocal about uh, in favor of this issue. He's kind of taken a back seat in the last few years because he worked so tirelessly pushing Bernie Sanders that I think he just was like, you know what, I'm checking out. I, I, I mean, it's exhausting. You can attest to this. I mean, you know, uh, so, you know, working on the campaign trail, but you guys do a great job. But he talked about on my podcast, talked about mental and dental and how how much benefit there is when you can provide someone, you know, health, healthy teeth and a healthy mind and or at least help assist that, Uh, you know, dental is something that is is so crucial that as more and more studies come out about how. Uh, plaque buildup on your teeth can actually get into your heart, can cause heart disease. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's a lot of different things that happen, so it's really really important. And also, just un- you know, unfortunately, uh, we are a visual society to where uh, when there's people have issues with their teeth, it can limit your ability to uh, maintain an adequate job and make a living wage. You know, in certain settings. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it's, it's go ahead. Yeah, health is for the whole body you know, yeah, right exactly it, why why is it you go to an insurance company and they'll they'll uh, insure you for this but not for that they won't insure your eyes what you can't see what if you get macular degeneration or something somebody's got to do something about it right i mean your your teeth you have a toothache have you ever had a toothache oh yeah i mean that's the worst and if you don't have good teeth you can't chew your food there you go right, right? so I mean, we have to take control of this. This this is costing us money. Right. Did you know that they did a study in, in Canada? We, we have car companies in America, and the same car companies are in Canada. And because they have uh, health care for everybody there, those car companies in Canada built those same car for 1500 This was like five years ago, $1,500 less. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's it's a, an economic. It would put us it would put if Oregon had health care for all, it would put us in the in the world to be able to trade and, and sell our services and goods uh, far cheaper. Wow. I mean, it will save us money. We just don't want to tell anybody jobs. outside of Oregon that we're doing it so that they can stay where they're at. <laughs> no, no. But uh, so now what is if this measure passes? I want to, again, reiterate that this does not grant health care. This is the first step. No. So what is it, 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 you know, this measure does not grant health care for all, but what it does is take a huge leap in that direction. So if it passes, what's next? Uh, what's next is that then we give the legislators the job to go ahead and figure out how to do this. You know, I mean, they could put everybody on uh, uh Medicaid, right? But there's problems with that because you don't have a choice of uh, providers, you know, and it's uh, it costs money. Uh, or they can look into 
and they've got a fact-finding fact task force that gave them uh, final recommendations on how and what is necessary to put in place universal care. Yeah. Right? And so that's finished. So they'll have that in their hands and they'll be able to, to look at that. You know, there's necessary waivers from the federal government to get Medicare and Medicaid dollars and all that. Uh, and it's going to be kind of complicated for them to figure out exactly how to pull this out and away from, um, you know, profit motive health insurance companies and pharmacies and how to do this. Yeah. But, you know, the concept is in other countries where they have um, some sort of universal care, they bargain how much they will pay pharmaceuticals, right? Right. And so we're, we're sitting here paying more for pharmaceuticals than any other nation in the world, right? In, inside us, though, is called the Veterans Administration. And people that go to the VA, they like the VA, and they pay uh, over 30% less than the, the commercial market. Yeah. Because they negotiate with the pharmaceuticals how much they'll pay. So their savings that, and those recommendations from the task force did not include those savings yet. Even at that, their their rough estimate was that we would save a billion dollars the wow. first year. Even. Wow. So now talking about costs, you know, there's a lot of naysayers to anything, any healthcare for all model that they say, oh my gosh, this is going to cost so much money. They always they always neglect to talk about the fact that you will not, now not be paying out-of-pocket insurance costs. Right. You know, they, they always <laughs> leave that part out, that it's like, yeah, you, right. you are going to be paying more taxes. There's no question. Right. But you will not be paying healthcare costs. I guarantee that there will be some type of model where employees employers can offset – the you know because there has to be an employer model because that is a way that employee employers keep workers. Right. It's an incentive, right. uh, you know those those uh, benefits packages that they that they offer you when you have a good career that they negotiate right. with you so that they can keep you. You know and some and the best packages are government jobs. There's no question. You know unless you're talking working for the pharmaceutical company deceitfully. <laughs> you know, but that's a whole different <laughs> where you can make buco bucks. But that's not what we want. We want a livable wage that creates, you yeah. know, equity for all. And we want health care for all, you know. So now the well, concern, you know, I, go ahead. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because recently and uh, we're suffering here. The warehouser uh, employees went out on strike. Right. This happened about a month ago. Okay. This has happened before, right? Everybody's used to that. And they're going out on strike. Why? Because they gave up a lot, the last negotiations on health care, and the company wants them to give up more. So what happens? They're not only losing wages now, but now since they've been out on strike so long, they've lost their access to health care. Now they cannot use that insurance unless they pay COBRA, which is like $1,500, $1,600 a month, right. right? You're not getting any money in. So it's a double-edged sword. Right. And I think it's about time that employers started realizing that they're just passing health care costs off to the employees it's their responsibility to do something about that. Right. 
Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. You know, we wanted to talk off air. You were talking about a New York Times article uh, that was talking about, you know, the argument that it's like it's better in the private. It's better in the private sector. Well, not necessarily, because uh, you had mentioned a New York Times article that is egregious waste of of taxpayer dollars. And can you talk on that a little bit? Yeah. So the article was uh, I lost it here. Oh, the cash monster was insatiable. Insurers made billions from Medicare. So what happened years ago, Medicare was a, a government program, right? And they just, you know, they just paid out, they just paid out, they hired a company, they paid out whatever the doctor charged, they set limits on what they could charge. And so, <clears throat> They decided to uh, contract some of that out by creating a Med Advantage plan. Well, the Med Advantage plan was great. You know, they would offer a few more benefits like eyeglasses or a little bit of work with teeth and whatnot. And so people started buying into it. Well, what happened was that uh, they weren't they weren't getting the care that they needed. So, so Congress said, well, we'll tell you what, to equal this out, we'll pay you more to take care of those people that really need care, right? So that'll, over time, will lower our costs. So the insurance companies figured this out. And so now what they're doing is they're over-diagnosing people in and therefore, they get more money from the government, our, our money, right? They get from the government. So they're not only over-diagnosing them, but they're like, you know, if you had diabetes 2, right? right. And they up it to diabetes 1. Well, then Medicare will pay them more. And the trouble is, it's in CM. CMS, the uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, um, that part of the organization, of the Medicare organization, is now being run by people that came out of the healthcare industry. Right, exactly. Out, out of the insurance industry. Yeah. And so they're not doing anything about it, even though they could. They have, yeah. they aren't. That was so the we biggest, have to fix that. Biggest... So just because, yeah. So the, it's the private sector that is, as they say, greedy <laughs> and and falsifying records to make more money. And, and it's, it's all the big companies. It's just yet another example of where we need accountability that's equal across the board, right? And so when you yeah. have people policing themselves, I, I mean, I've talked about this in public safety. I've talked about this mm -hmm. in corporate greed. You know, I mean, it, it happens in every area that you see because what happens is people put people in position that we're going right. to do the things that will keep them in power. You know, and so it's 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 so bad. I mean, and when you, uh, yeah. So uh, one more thing I want to talk about before we get out of here: the governor's race. This is going to be um, really, really big for the future of what happens with healthcare for all. There's no question. I know that as somebody representing healthcare for all, Oregon, you cannot endorse, but I wanted to mention, you know. Who has been helping with the campaign? I know that the only person in the race that's fully all in, that it's it's one of their core values that supports healthcare for all is Tina Kotek. When I was at the Black Cultural Celebration where I met you, uh, 
and among uh, many other people that were just amazing. That was a great day at Alton Baker Park. Uh, Tina Kotek was at your booth. I didn't stop and talk to her because she was being surrounded by uh, so many people trying to, to have FaceTime. But Tina Kotek and also State Senator James Manning. James Manning was really big. Uh, and this is a big issue for him that he's he's been really pushing. Who are some of the candidates? I know, you know, the Republican if, is going to get rid of the task force, is going to get rid of, you know, all these different things. I'm not sure if they have that power, but I'm pretty sure they do. You know, they're going to push for that if they win, if Christine Drazen wins. And she's leading the polls right now. Phil Knight has switched his allegiance from Betsy Johnson to Christine Drazen. Or really, he's funding both of them to make sure that the Democrat doesn't doesn't win, you know. And so... Who have you seen on the campaign trail uh, from local candidates who have been really pushing and been really helpful for this for this uh, health care for all Oregon? Well, Tina, Tina has done a great job. Um, but but my champion is the senator, uh, James Manning. Yeah, uh, he you know, he helped create and got pushed through uh, Senate Bill 770, which created the, the uh, task force on universal care. And uh, he has done a tremendous job and he swears and he was at the same event where we met and uh, he swears that with with the help of the people, he will get get us health care for all. Right. It's uh, universal care is so important. Um, You know, one thing that people don't realize is that with, uh, you know, it's through. Healthcare. Women have a right to healthcare. Right. And in this state, we're lucky that so far we have. Uh, they have the right to make choices about their own bodies. Right. And if we had healthcare for all, that would even bolster that better because they would, would have no charge on point of service. They could go to the doctor, discuss what their needs are and where they're at, and make their choices and be covered right so it's very important that people think about this because it has uh if you have universal care it 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 has far-reaching uh impacts for the better i mean rural communities will get better service and uh people of uh in uh, communities of color will get better service at least we'll start to uh with universal care well, at least the costs will not be a barrier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank yeah. you so much. You know, I want to mention one more time just to drill it home. It's ballot measure 111. Uh, it's an yeah. amendment to the Constitution that uh, yes vote supports the amendment. So vote yes on ballot measure 111. It amends the Constitution to require that the state ensure that every resident of Oregon has access to cost-effective clinically appropriate and and affordable health care as a fundamental right so that is that is exactly what it says i'm i'm strongly supporting this measure ballot measure 111 i will be voting yes so from healthcare for all oregon lou sinegar lou thank you so much for coming on the spent the rent podcast thank you yeah and if you're if you're listening at home and you'd like to support the podcast you can go to strpod.com and click on the donate link and there's a few different options of whatever you're more comfortable with Uh, you can make a donation as small as five dollars you can become a monthly sponsor that can help me uh, continue to grow and and spotlight stories like this so thank you all so much for listening thank you Patty. now we're going to end this with a song this is me patty rose with the song looking forward featuring core one
Take a second to reflect, collect my thoughts, combat more obstacles I struggle with the things that seem impossible Immerse myself in solitude while walking in a crowded room I often lack the follow-through, constantly over-consumed I search inside with time-lapse pride To find a skeleton to hide behind I search inside with time-lapse pride To find a skeleton to hide behind My life is feeling so crazy, it was a day-to-day -day grind I'm scared of the couple of verses, look at the way that I'm using my mind Proceed and forget the future, never the worried about the time Are you ready to ride the roller coaster, replicate the lies? Collaborating and waiting until the end of the earth of my life No one ever needed a fire, needed a light in the night Same thing, brought a lot of an help and peace in my heart It's alright, I know it'll alleviate the pain I like, like Try and forget the day And never necessary, ready to wreck the rules Earth is temporary, wait till the day that we have to move Our planetary purpose is not just to take a broom Look deep inside the lies construed, what do we have to lose? It was anger and frustration about the fight, the final view Self-destruction is a function, steadily used by the confused Ozone is depleted, all we know is to produce So I'm waiting until the day that the Earth will unearth doom Can't sleep cause all the vanity, acknowledge for insanity Like an apple born organically, mechanically Separated from the core, the chore of revolution is facing extinction Or is this just a case of me overthinking? We try and forget the day We're all looking forward to We try and forget the day We're all looking forward to We try and forget the day We're all looking forward to We try and forget the day we're all looking forward to...